Inside, Huberto trying to go back into forehand. They score! On the official home of your Calgary Flames. The Flames win it! Yeah, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Hour two, The Big Show. Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan at the bottom of the hour. We'll do our big bets brought to you by Sports Select. For myself, Matt Rose, producer Patrick Dumont, will make a six-pack of picks. And you can call in and pick one of the ponies. Take the first three callers. You have your choice, myself, Maddie, or Patrick. And if one of us has the most amount right out of six games, you win if you pick the right person. An incredibly rare piece of sports memorabilia. It's a great prize. And at the top of the next hour, Joe Siddle, analyst, Blue Jays insider. But right now, our Sportsnet 960 NHL insider brought to you by South Trail Chrysler. With inventory shortages across the city, it's the perfect time to sell your vehicle for cash. Visit South Trail Chrysler. Dot com. We say good morning from Frank Saravalli, NHL Insider Daily Faceoff. Frank, how are you? George, Maddie, excited to be with you guys and uh, awesome first few days of the new show. Loving it. Oh, wow. Thanks, Frank. Uh, very kind of you to say that. Can you explain to us why the hell the Flames are playing eight preseason games this year? <laughs> why is any team playing eight <laughs> preseason games? 10% of your entire regular season slate. And on top of that, I was watching a preseason game the other night that went to overtime, and I thought, this game should be fired into the sun. (laughs) Who's playing overtime in preseason? The game should be immediately ending in a tie. You know what? Uh, Why are we playing preseason games? Because teams charge full-price regular season tickets (laughs) for preseason games. And I love, 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 love that the Chicago Blackhawks went out this year and said, we are not charging our season ticket holders for preseason games. They open the entire building up, $20 a ticket. That gets new fans in the building that might otherwise not be able to afford NHL hockey. That is the way to do the preseason. I was at a preseason game last week that had a goal review. That was oh, awful. Well, hey, look, the vi- look, the video coaches need to practice, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Do they, though? Do they? <laughs> Hey, under pressure, uh, getting an offside challenge correct? I think that's important. I don't know. Maybe it's a, maybe he's new. I guess. Uh, we're, we're all just happy that it's uh, coming to a, a nice conclusion here. And I think the Dallas Stars are probably happy to see that Jason Robertson signed before the end of the preseason as well. The Stars got one more preseason game. Um, this would have been pretty late out in Philly, I believe, would have been around 1 a.m. that news kind of started to come down for this one. Just... Tell us how all of this came together between the Stars and Robertson because it sounded like they were pretty far apart. Yeah, they were, and there was a lot of push and pull that came uh, to fruition uh, finally on Wednesday, really throughout the day, as they were so far apart in terms of coming to terms on what a long-term deal would look like. I think, ideally, the Stars would have liked to have gotten you know, eight years out of Robertson if they could afford that much. But I think the cap hit, especially for this year's team and what they had left in the pot, um, that wasn't palatable. And they couldn't find a real reasonable fit, something that they could maneuver around. And so what they end up with, you know, fittingly enough, as we're talking in Calgary, is a really similar deal to what Matthew Kachuk signed coming out of his entry-level contract. Um, Robertson ends up 
going at 775. And this walks him uh, not to free agency, unrestricted free agency, but he'll have one year left of restricted free agency when this deal ends, very similar to what Matthew had this past summer. And while it, you know, I, I think it's a reminder for all of us too that Matthew exercised some of his own rights, even with one more year under team control. If you're able to stress that you're not willing to sign an extension in that market, not to rehash all this again, that you know you have the ability to maybe force a change for yourself. So we'll see how it all unfolds. A really talented player and a key for the Dallas Stars season as they're trying to stay in the playoff hunt. Jason Robertson is a guy that has struggled previously with staying in shape. They wanted to get some bit of training camp for him. Now he's going to be flying to Dallas today and expected to be on the ice on Friday, which uh, certainly changes the view of camp for the Stars. Uh, Frank, have other owners, GMs, um, coaches complained to you about the state tax or lack thereof advantage like teams like the Stars and the Lightning and the Panthers have? Because that makes a difference when players sign long-term deals. It, it It's obviously not circumvention of the salary cap, but it's clearly an advantage, right? It is an advantage. There's no question about it. But I, I honestly haven't heard much complaining. Um, it, it just is a fact of life. Like, you know, there's no real way to compensate for that. And I've seen people say, well, oh, you should put a, you know, an inflator in place for those teams to make it equal. There's no way to really do that salary cap wise based on the way that it works um, to, you know, essentially inject more or less money into the system. So there's no clean way to, to fix it. Um, I think teams have recognized the real advantage, you know, Florida has seized on it. Tampa has certainly, I feel like Dallas, maybe not quite as much. Um, maybe those teams in the sense, and even the golden Knights that, um, the one thing those teams really kind of have in common is there's very few $10 million plus cap hits that you're able to say to Nikita Kucherov or say to someone else, Hey, look, nine and a half here, Steven Stamkos, whatever deal he signed in comparison with the Leafs, it, it's equivalent to 11 and a half or 12 that you might get somewhere else. And, and really that's been the big tenor and change in negotiations. I think around the league as a lot of extensions have gotten done over the last four or five years is not so much concern about the cap hit. It is for teams, but for players and agents, it's how much total dollars are going in your pocket at the end of the day. Cause that's really all that matters for them in terms of compensation. The other uh, kind of transaction that I guess we're, we're all awaiting uh, as we near the start of the season would be Nick Hag and the Vegas Golden Knights at another RFA. Um, they also sound like they're quite far apart. Do you have any updates there? And, and how does it maybe change your outlook for the Vegas Golden Knights if he is or, or isn't with the team to start the season? Uh, I have not. There has not been much progress to my knowledge. Um you know, in fact, I think there's been even less conversation um, than what was going on with Robertson and the Stars. That was one thing about that negotiation between those two parties is that they never really strayed far from each other. They were always in constant communication. It was always amicable. I get the sense that there's a lot more friction and, um, you know, certainly a lot less activity when it comes to the Vegas Golden Knights and Nick Hagen. How does it change the outlook on their team? Well, for one, um, you know, they're in a spot where every dollar counts, uh, even with 
Weber and, and Leonard, uh, the Shea Weber contract they acquired, slated to go to LTIR, it still doesn't leave them a lot of wiggle room. There's only a certain amount that they can probably afford to pay Nick Hague. And if that's not going to work out, well, then they're going to have to move on. And for a, a kind of young, promising defenseman that was supposed to take on more of a role this year on a blue line that, in my opinion, gets kind of thin in a hurry, and especially when you don't know what you're getting out of Alec Martinez, both play and health-wise, it's just you know one more dent to this team's sort of rough offseason after trading Max Pacioretty for nothing, after withstanding that Leonard injury and then sort of being caught off guard in the sense that, well, what are we doing from a goalie standpoint? Uh, seems like Logan Thompson is going to be the guy, but that's a pretty big bet for a team that a lot of people see as playoff bound to put on a 25 year old with a grand total of 20 games NHL experience. Well, Frank, how long's the leash on the golden Knights goaltending here before they have to go out there and make a move? Because obviously there's a ton of pressure from their owner to, to get things done. They're, they're past that. Got to win a Stanley cup within the first five years of owning the team. I'm sure, I'm sure there's a ton of pressure on that team to get back into the playoffs and have a deep run. So it's going to be hard to do, I think, with Logan Thompson as your number one. I, I don't say it's out of the realm of possibility. Like, I think Logan Thompson is really talented. And the fact that the Golden Knights saw that and re-signed him to a basically a, a minimum bargain deal for three years gives you an idea that they're going to try and run with him as long as they can. I laughed at the word leash because I was just thinking back to the battle that their former coach, Pete DeBoer, seemed to have on a nightly basis where he was critical of their goaltending. That was with Logan Thompson uh, sort of picking up the slack at varying points last year. Now they add in a a journeyman in Aiden Hill who's never been able to grab the role and run with it in in previous stops. So how does this play out? I don't know, but I'm here for the drama because it feels like that's all (laughs) the Vegas Golden Knights have been. Wanted to ask uh, one of my favorite pieces you do every year is the 32 bold predictions, and there's some intriguing ones. I recommend Flames fans go and check it out for sure, but uh, predicting perhaps a little bit of hardware coming to an individual Flame at the end of the season. Can you tell us the rationale here? Yeah, that would be Elias Lindholm, and probably not a shock. I mean, I maybe this is actually one of the less bold predictions <laughs> that I had with that is that he wins the Selkie, and after a runner-up finish and an unbelievable season last year, I think what you're going to see from Elias Lindholm this year is probably more credit coming his way. Obviously, he was playing with some talented guys last year, but when you change out some of those pieces and you see the same type of success, which is what I'm expecting and I know the Flames are expecting that, you know, you start to look at the one guy that's remained in place. And Lindholm is so good, so complete, um, that I just see this being a a sort of breakthrough in terms of public recognition league-wide. He's gotten it in Calgary. He got a taste of it last year a bit from around the league, and and, uh, there was no question, you know, I knew by January that he was going to be on my selfie ballot the only thing was debating how you manage what was maybe the best season of Patrice Bergeron's career, which is pretty incredible at that age. Frank Saravalli, NHL insider for Daily Faceoff, joining us here on the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. Uh, my co-host there, Maddie, kind of buried the lead 
on your Flames bold prediction. Uh, you literally wrote that they're going to get to the Stanley. Yeah. Uh, what about Lindholm winning the Selkie? Oh, no. he pre- He's predicting the Flames getting to the... I was reading the- it in chronological order. Okay, that's fine. But uh, you also predicting the Flames to not only win the Battle of Alberta, which puts a lot of smiles on the faces of our listeners, but also advance to the Stanley Cup Final for the first time since 2004. Why, Frank? Why the Flames are going to the Cup Final? First off, I apologize in advance for any angst that this pick may have caused anyone and may cause in the future to your fan base because my track record in full transparency has not been very good. And I've been getting flogged in Edmonton for the last number of years for picking the Oilers back in 2018 to break through and win the Stanley Cup. Last year, so they didn't make the playoffs that year when I picked them to win the cup. Yes, your, your cup pick, believe it or not, actually has to make the playoffs in order for that to become right. Last year, I picked the Winnipeg Jets. They do not make the playoffs. So this year, I said, you know what, I'll be nice to Flames. I'm not going to say they win the Stanley Cup. I'm going to say they get to the final. I've at least had a little bit of a better run that way. And I, I think my, my thought press process behind it is, I just believe this group, with the changes that have been made with Uyghur on defense, um, I think they're better suited for playoff success. I, I look back to last year, and I, I replay, was that all five games? I replay that Battle of Alberta in my head all the time. And I think, how many times if we played this mm. series 100, would the Flames have won? My guess is probably 60. Wow. 60 times out of 100, they win that series. It was, think about how weird it was. Tanev's out, and it looked like the defense just crumbled. You know, Matthew Kachuk was on a milk carton. Uh, you know, in net, Markstrom's getting outplayed by Smith. Like, how many of that confluence of events mm. does it all, and the weirdness of some of the games, do they, it doesn't, it's not going to happen again in, in terms of that order and, and how it played out. So, I think if you if you got a redo, maybe it's different. I, I expect the feel of this team to be different this year, and you know, at some point it just feels inevitable that the Flames and Oilers are going to run into each other again with this format. And when you look at the moves that Brad Tree Living made, I thank him for not just uh, giving us plenty to talk about this summer, but also for keeping that battle of Alberta alive because for a few days there, it felt like that was not going to be the case. Um, Frank, you have Patrick Kane going to the New York Rangers as one of your bold predictions. Why do I want Patrick Kane to go home to Buffalo so bad? Can you talk me through that? <laughs> I'm not sure. Maybe you just well, want I'm Buffalo from that area. I'm from that area, oh, well. so I would like to see him go home and help out the Sabres get to the <laughs> that playoffs. Would, that would do it. For the first time in forever. But I would like to see Patrick Kane as a Buffalo Sabre. That arena's jammed when Patrick Kane and the Hawks are there to watch that guy play. I want to see him in the Belo, Frank. Yeah, I don't think it's happening. Um, <laughs> I mean, look, any, anything is pos- anything's possible. Um, and by the way, complete total aside and unrelated, like for whatever reason, like I, I think the Sabers are the NHL's new lovable loser. Like I think everyone's like, okay, mm. guys, like it's been enough. You, you, we'd like to see you win. Like fan, fans that aren't even they don't even like the Sabers are like, oh man, be nice if they were good again. Um, but I believe it's the Rangers. I think, you know, when you think Patrick Kane, you think Showtime and you think big market and you think team that has a chance to win, chase a fourth Stanley Cup in his career. 
And I think the target for Patrick Kane or the team that's perhaps the most intriguing is the New York Rangers. With all due respect to Buffalo, Mm. his family has actually lived with him in Chicago for the longest time. His dad goes to 70 70 Blackhawks games a year. Think about that. His dad goes to 70 Blackhawks games a year. That's some tough watching over the last number of years. And uh, I, I just think New York is a perfect fit. I think they have the assets to trade for him. They certainly have the cap space if you chop his contract twice. And I think I was you know, crushed for this on social media yesterday. Oh, there's no way the Rangers can re-sign him. Look, I don't care what happens. When you get your hands on a player of Patrick Kane's caliber, you move whatever pieces you need to on your roster in order to make sure you keep him because – He's one of the very few game breakers that's left. Um, and, and I believe that would be the case if the New York Rangers could pull it off. So, Frank, it's 32 predictions. It's a lot. I'm sure you kind of have a, a big notebook with even more of them. But as you're racking all these up, I'm sure there might have been one or two that you were like, man, if I put this in the story, it's, going, it's probably going to be wrong and I'm going to hear a lot about it. Was there one or two that... You kind of looked at and said, well, I got to get to 32, man. It's going in there. All of them. I mean, honestly, (laughs) 32 bold predictions is the, like, legit bane of my existence. Uh, (laughs) Because the point is you you have to go out on the limb. Like, it's, like, the reason why I I go off base, like, it would be like last year, like, you can't pick the Colorado Avalanche to win the Stanley Cup with the chalk. There's nothing bold in that. So you have to make people think. I try and inform them a little bit, but I full I fully throw these 32 out there knowing that they're, you're taking most of the long shots every time. You're taking the, the, the plus 450 picks, not the plus uh, 180 picks. And that's mm. sometimes harder to do, but that's kind of the point of the exercise. So it's been out for about a day. Is there one take in particular that you've heard a lot about so far? You kind of hit on a bunch of them. Flames fans were excited. Um, you know, I, I saw the reaction from Ranger fans about Kane, obviously, it, it, oddly in a negative way. Um, I, I was thinking I would hear more from Leaf fans about the, the Austin Matthews projected extension, the max, the first ever max contract mm-hmm. in the NHL. And I, I really didn't get much at all. Everyone was kind of like shrugged and they're like, yeah, okay, whatever. And I was like, wait a second you guys are cool with a $16.7 million cap hit. All right. Like whatever it takes, I guess. And when you have a player of that caliber, like you could make the argument, whether it's 16% or 20% or whatever amount of the cap that he chews up, it's still going to be a lot. Yeah. Um, from somebody with experience uh, with that market, uh, Frank. Yeah. They, that's, that's like Defcom, Defcom like five that if he would leave or even potentially test free agency, whatever it takes, whatever the number is, whatever the max percentage against the salary cap is, they're going to sign him. They, they have, they can't let that guy go. There's no way he can even think about hitting unrestricted free agency because I don't think it's hyperbole. I think if Austin Matthews becomes a free agent, he's the most sought after free agent in the history of the NHL. Is he not? A hundred percent. He would be, but let me give you another bold prediction that didn't make it in. That's kind of related to two is I believe the future of Kyle Dubas in Toronto will actually have a significant impact on Austin Matthews and Mm. staying in Toronto. Uh, I think they're very tight. Um, I think 
Austin Matthews is a big believer in Kyle Dubas and the work that's been put into this point. And the fact that he's been dangling out here this year without a contract extension into the following season, uh, I'm curious to see how that's played. Mm-hmm. And that ties into one of the predictions that I made, which is that Kyle Dubas walks at the end of the year. He shakes Brendan Shanahan's hand and says, hey, I'm really proud of what we built here. That's win or lose. But you know what? I'm uh, moving on to something different. And whether that's whatever it is that gets Kyle Dubas excited, um, that'll be what it is. Uh, Frank Servali, NHL insider for Daily Faceoff. Frank, great stuff. We look forward to talking to you all season. Thanks for this. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next Thursday. On the Sportsnet 960 NHL insider, Frank Servali is brought to you by South Trail Chrysler. With inventory shortages across the city, it's the perfect time to sell your vehicle for cash. Visit South Trailer Chrysler. Dot com. Um, do Flames fans think of what potentially could happen in Toronto with Austin Matthews with what happened with Johnny Goudreau? It's like he didn't do anything. He didn't sign him to an extension, and then he just walked away for free. That can't happen if you have Austin Matthews. It just can't. Yeah, he's a little bit of a different player. Johnny Goudreau is probably, what, a top 20 player in the NHL, and Matthews is a top three, yeah. top five for sure. 100%. I'd say top three. So, yeah, it's a little bit different. I honestly, the, the, the Kyle Dubas little tidbit there is just as intriguing to me because it's one thing to be a general manager who has run a team for the better part of a decade and, and had some decent success and then signed the absolute max deal. You're talking about maybe getting a brand new GM and one of the first contracts he has to sign would be Austin Matthews to max lo- to a max contract. Yeah. That... But- would be a bit much. But it's 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 oversimplifying it, but Kyle Dubas' future is tied to playoff success this year. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, you're not bringing him back if you lose again in the first round. You need a change. A lot of people were calling for his head last season. Sure. And you didn't win another playoff round, and you have this the Shanna plan and Dubas, and he's his right-hand man. He's going to do all of this. I don't know if Kyle Dubas can survive. They just won't renew his contract. And who knows what that means for Brendan Shanahan the president of the team, if they lose again in the first round of the playoffs. Because, as I said, uh, since the salary cap's been instituted, they haven't won a playoff series, which I'm sure puts a lot of smiles on the faces of people listening right now, which is fine, because everyone hates on Toronto, which is fine. But Kyle Dubas, I don't think he's hanging around if they don't win in the playoffs. Well, it's just like, why are you going to continue with the same GM if you don't have any success? Well, and it feels like this year, you know, last season, what, 115 points with average to subpar goaltending? for most of the season. And well, Jack that, Campbell was an all-star. He was but. a Vesna for the first half, and then he was yeah, couldn't stop he a beach ball for the second half. Injuries were a part of that, too. Exactly. But point being, goaltending was an issue, and this is a team that put up 115 points. Right. And he's made a bet here on Matt Murray. And to mm. an extent, it feels like he's gone all in on, you know, a pair of kings. Sure, it's a good hand. Depending on what the other guy has, you can win the hand. But did you really want to go all in with that big of a pot on a pair of kings? The the biggest problem with the leap, well, there's a lot. It's the John Tavares contract. Oh, yeah. They're not getting the value that they thought they were getting with John Tavares. He was great in his first year, and their their line of thinking was, we'll probably win a Stanley Cup within the first three years with John Tavares here at center with Austin Matthews. Then we don't have to worry about the contract, whatever's the back end, the back end. Well, now you're hitting into the back end, and uh, if you saw any of that series against the Lightning... Not good. That guy wasn't winning his five-on-five minutes. 
Nope. He just wasn't. He doesn't have the foot speed to get no, around anymore. No, he doesn't. And that's why Mitch Marner should be playing with him this season, but that's fine. We won't talk Leafs talk. That's fine. No Leafs talk. We'll see what's going to happen it's with a them channel flipper. There, Leafs it, talk is a channel flipper. It sure is. But but Austin Matthews potentially leaving in free agency is not a channel flipper. It puts it puts the smile on the faces of Calgary fans and gets them all warm and fuzzy because the dude is American ultimately too. Yeah, and if he goes home too, then they all. Well, just why go would home he want to go there no, though? I, I, but if they build a new arena, but if he goes there, how far away are they from winning a Stanley Cup? Three, four years, even if he's there. What if they get yeah, Connor Bedard? Bedard? Yeah, oh, there you go. Okay. I don't know what Logan Cooley is going to be. Now you're talking. Now I'm talking prospects. Yeah. Now we probably need to hit the break. Yeah, we do. Um, your chance to win a prized piece of sporting memorabilia as we give you NFL picks brought to you by Sports Select. Unless you want me to talk more about Coyotes prospects. We you can, can get into it. And they're playing at Mullet Arena. Yeah. Which is the best name ever. And it's like from a, a, a person from ASU. That was a, a donor. It's not just because of the hairstyle. Her last name's Mullet. Yeah, it's, and that's it's what they like named two it T's, after. Which I don't think normal Mullet, like the hairstyle, has two T's on it. It's just ASU one. is like, it doesn't take much to get. Rob Gronkowski went to ASU. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's that type of school. Mensa member Rob Gronkowski. Right. He went to ASU. And if you ever been down in that area, you'll know what I mean, ASU. Good for him. The school mascot's a broken condom. All right, straight ahead. <laughs> your no. chance to win. <laughs> no, your chance. Not. Stop can it. We, can we fact check that? <laughs> it's Sparky. Your chance to win. He's a devil. He's a devil. And Herm Edwards done. You play to win the game. <laughs> you weren't winning many, Herm. See you later, bro. All right, your chance. Your chance to win a sparkling piece of sporting memorabilia as we give you some NFL picks. We'll do that next. And at the top of the hour, Joe Siddle, Blue Jays analyst for Sportsnet. It's the big show, Rustic and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. It's the big show, Rustic and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. The top of the next hour, Blue Jays insider, Joe Siddle, analyst for Sportsnet. Jays and Mariners, tomorrow, 2 p.m., Game one of their best of three wildcard series. Luis Castillo and the big Puma. The big Puma. Alec Manoa on the mound. Dib, dib, dib. Dib, 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 dib. We should get him on, John. Please. Davis. Yeah. Just, that's, just that's, text me back, John. That's all I want. Wow. There it is. He just won't text me back. You feel a little hurt. That's I do. The, that's the voice of producer <laughs> Patrick Dumont. Patrick for that smooth Carolina smoke. Mm. Dumont. Dumont. Yeah, You're being te- go- te- ghosted by Gibby. You ghosted are. by Gibby. Um, and then uh, Ross Tucker, NFL insider, CBS Sports, will tee up the Thursday nighter between the Colts and Broncos from Denver. But um, you have your chance to win uh, an incredible piece of sports memorabilia. Yes, sir. Either we, I think we can do it on the text line or we can do it on the phone line. Sure. Whatever they like. 960, 960, name and location. You got to pick your pony. Myself, Maddie, or Patrick. And we'll pick six games. And the guy with the best record mm-hmm. wins for the week. I think we should have a tiebreaker, maybe total points scored in the uh, mon- in the Monday nighter if things get tied. Sure, does that so, work? So we can decide that on Monday if there's if a tie. there is a tie. Do you like that? I love that. Does that work? That works for me. All right, uh, let's break. do this. Let's do this. NFL Big Bets brought to you by Sports Select. Sports Select has more sports leagues, and for a limited time, better odds on over/under and point spread. Build your ticket at Sports Select. 
Spread it Spread it on. The spread. What a spread. Before they spread. Spread your legs. Spread your legs. Spread it around. Spread your wings. Spread it like. Yeah, we're going to pick some spreads and some totals. Your choice. Ooh. Guys, whatever you want. You wow. want to pick the spread. You want to pick the total. You can do that. And as I mentioned, uh, the incredible piece of sports memorabilia. It's the 1988-89 Opeechee Glenn Hanlon classic <laughs> pick of him adjusting his jock. Glenn Hanlon adjusting his jock. Yeah. Really? Absolutely um, beautiful. Uh, you want to hear his spectacular stats from 1986-87? What, uh, wh- who's he suiting him up for that year? Well, he was with the Red Wings. Oh, obviously, <laughs> duh, yeah. Uh, he was great. 36 games played, 318 goals against average, uh, 11 wins, 16 losses, five ties, and one shutout for Glenn Hanlon. Love the 80s. And he was, uh, I don't even know how, even when I was a kid, when I saw this card, I'm like, how is this even possible? <laughs> That they took a photo of him adjusting his cup. Yeah, and who was and it actually like? Did they not have an editor for this? And they were like, "Yeah, yeah that's a keeper. Use that one." Yep. <laughs> Glenn's adjusting his junk. That one's gonna be a hockey card for all the kiddies out there. <laughs> Kids are gonna be fired up to pull this out of their pack. Yeah, they absolutely will. Um, you guys ready to do this? You ready to pick some? Games? I'm fired up. Let's, let's go. go. Uh, let's start with let's the ride. Thursday nighter tonight. I just I, I do want to mention there's already people who have picked who they're going to ride as their pony on the text line. Okay, they got to definitely put name and location. We to have be eligible. We, oh, they're in there. <laughs> okay. They're in there. It's not me. It can't be me because <laughs> I've been horrendous on inside the lines, and I didn't know that Calgary had uh, heroin beers. So currently, I I didn't know that. So yeah, we sure do, baby. Yeah, now I do. Now I know. The higher you get in the dome, the yeah. higher you get in the beer. There you go. There you go. I have to test out that theory. <laughs> okay. Colts and Broncos. First game. Denver minus three and a half. The total 42 and a half. Maddie, which way are you going? And you're writing all these down, your picks, right? Patty can do it. He's a yeah, Alex has got a spreadsheet, too. Oh, yeah. I have mine written down on mine. Yeah, no oh, problem. Okay, good. Yeah. All well, right. I'm going with the Broncos here. Uh, minus no, three and a half? I'm going with the Broncos. Minus three and a half. Okay. Jonathan Taylor, not part of the lineup here for the Colts. Mm-hmm. They have been extremely underwhelming for the grand majority of the season. Really, both these teams have. Um, but for me, you've got Denver at home, and that's kind of what I'm leaning on this one. I don't love either of these teams. I don't like much of what they've been able to do this year, but I am going to go with the Broncos. Three and a half points is enough for me that I'm going to take the home side. Okay, I like it. And again, historically, the Broncos have an incredible home field advantage yeah. because it's the... Everyone gets so tired, you know? It's true. The, you the get a little mile easy. high. so thin. Little, yeah, it's true. It's in the stadium. It's so hard to suck in. <laughs> uh, what do you got, producer Patrick Dumas, in this game? Well, you know what? I, I don't... I'm, I would agree with Matt. I hate both these teams offensively. Hate I mean, is such a strong word. I know it is. Why I, do you have I so just much hate in your heart? I dis- Why do you put a song in it? I'm strongly dislike. I dislike yeah. okay, that's the offense that Nathaniel Hackett has brought to Denver Oof. right now, just not clicking. And in Indianapolis, obviously the injuries are mounting up a ton. No Jonathan Taylor is going to hurt there as well. The Denver three and a half. Sorry, I like the under as well. Like Indianapolis. Ooh, okay. Uh, Indianapolis has played all four of their games to go under 42 already this year. Uh, Denver, three of their four have gone under 42, so I'm going to go with the under there, 42. Wow. Uh, First total, no time wasted. You know what? I am so on Patrick Dumont's wavelength right (laughs) now. I am all over the under 42 and a half like a dirty shirt in this game. Uh, You talk about the offenses. uh, Denver ranked uh, 30th. Indianapolis dead last 
in points per game. And you want to look at some trends. I'm not a big trend guy, but this one is just screaming at me. The under is 9-0 and in Indy's last nine games overall. Well, there you Ooh. go. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. Uh, and the under is 6-2 and two in Denver's last eight home games. Under, under, under. Nobody wants to cheer for an under. It's not fun, but it's usually the sharper side of a bet. Yeah. And I think 42.5 points with what you said. No Jonathan Taylor today for the Colts. That's an enormous loss in their offense. And Matt Ryan hasn't been good. Nope. He, he's, he looks super old under center for the Colts. I'm going to take the under with my man, Patrick Dumont here, 42 and a half. All right. Uh, there's another London game for some reason right away. <laughs> don't don't love it. I this. don't even know why. Why? It's just there is. Two more to come, I believe. This stat blew my mind Okay. when I heard about this. This is the first time ever that two winning teams are playing at the same time in London. That's never wow. happened before. They've been doing this for what? 2007. 2007 was the yeah, first game. This is the first yeah. time two winning teams above 500 <laughs> are playing each other in London. Well, we've First really... time the Packers are playing over in London as well. Yeah. Aren't they the last team? Last team to go over London? international yeah. during there the regular season. Uh, the New York football giants at the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay minus seven and a half. The total 40 and a half. Which way are you leaning, Matty Rose? Um, I am leaning the Packers way. I know it's a lot of points here, but I am going to go with the minus eight. Um, listen, Daniel Jones scored a couple of touchdowns, but limited in practice all week with an ankle injury. So you wonder how his mobility is going to be affected. Uh, and on top of that, listen, Green Bay's rush defense isn't good. It's ranked 22nd. Saquon Barkley is probably going to eat, but on the other side of the ball, the Giants' rush defense is ranked 28th, and mm -hmm. Aaron Jones is having himself a pretty solid year as well. So I'm going to go with the Packers minus eight. I know it's a lot of points, and I really don't love it, but I am going to take the pack on the road. Uh, going it's overseas. seven and a half, not it's eight. seven and a half. Yeah, it's even better for you. Yeah, then I'll take it there. So okay. I, I haven't checked the lines this morning. I checked last night before I went to bed. So minus seven and a half is even better. I love there that. You go. Okay. Yeah, uh, Giants don't know what they're going to be rolling out at quarterback. We don't know if it'll be Tyrod Taylor, Daniel Jones, or, you know, uh, the, the third stringer. What, Davis Webb? Jake Fromm? Jake Fromm might be there. Uh, A.J. McCarron could back him up. So, I, I don't know. Giants offensively, I just I don't trust their quarterback situation right now. And the Packers' defense has been picking up a little bit better. I know they had the rushing problem against Chicago but they fixed it up a little bit. You know, Stevenson and, and, and Harris had a little bit of a go last week. But I think it's just too much offense for Green Bay. I think they're finally getting going okay. with Dobbs and Watson and getting that receiving core going. Yeah, I think Green Bay can cover that seven and a half. Okay. I know Dobbs had eight targets in his last two games. Yeah. It's a good uh, start. I, uh, I'm i going to go uh, not fun guy again. I'm going to take the under 40 yeah. and a half in this game as well. Uh, I don't know who's playing quarterback for the Giants. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a ton of Saquon Barkley. It's going to be a ton of tick, 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 tick on the clock while they're trying to pound you the know football. what the weather could be like. And, and, and you don't, have you seen the Packers play? The offense yeah. is not clicking not right yet. now. Uh, I know they, they had that explosion in the second half a little bit to win that game barely mm -hmm. against the New England Patriots. But I think I'm going to go under here. And if you look at recent trends here, uh, the under 7-0, and oh, excuse me, the under is 22-5-2 in the Giants' last 29 games hmm. overall. The, 22, the under is hit 22 of 29 times. And the Packers aren't firing on all cylinders no. either. The under is 4-1. In their last five games overall, Aaron Rodgers, two with that two weird haircut, still trying <laughs> to build some chemistry with his receivers. I know it's not fun. I know it's not sexy, 
I'm going to take the under 40 and a half points <laughs> in foggy London town. Maybe the time change messes both these teams up. You go from Wisconsin to London, it's the same thing. I'm going to take under 40 and a half. That's fair, man. But what if the what if it throws off just the defenses and the offenses start okay. cooking? Who knows? You're right. Um, let's move on. It is uh, the big show, Russick and Rose Sportsnet 960, the fan producer uh, Patrick Dumont in studio with us. Uh, we're break- We're giving you some picks. It's a six-pack. Uh, we want to hear from you on the text line 960-960, name and location. Pick one of your ponies. We'll pick one of you randomly. Got to have name and location to win this beautiful 1988-89 Opeachy Glenn Hanlon uh, adjusting his jock. Uh, <laughs> it's the Detroit Lions at New England Patriots. Uh, Patriots minus three at home against those Lions. Uh, the total 45 and a half. Which way are you leaning, Maddie? Do what I don't do. I don't bet against Dan Campbell anymore. Just keep going after the ball, the football. I don't know if it's just because I'm, I'm a humongous fan of, of him or what it is. But listen, 520 yards of offense last week, and that was for a team that did not have DeAndre Swift and a team that did not have Amon Ross St. Brown. And mm-hmm. yes, it was against the Seahawks and their defenses porous and all of that type of stuff, but they still put up 45 points without two of their best offensive weapons. They're three and one against the spread this year. Maybe Mac Jones is back, but that really doesn't impact a whole ton for me. I'm taking the lions on the road. I'm taking some points on the road lions plus three. Okay. I like it. Question. Is it still lions? (laughs) Yes. Three points. What do you got producer Patrick? You know, you say like, yeah, the lions offense is clicking, but defensively they can't stop it. You know, a nosebleed, really. Like it, it's the Patriots can find a way to run the ball. I think they can be all right, but I just don't like the the, the situation at quarterback. Is it Bailey Zappi? Is it uh, Brian Hoyer? Is Mac Jones even going? Who knows? Like, it's just un- it's another thing with the Giants. Unknown. How can't you issue win with a, a guy named Bailey Zappi? Bailey Zappi. What a That's name! That's a great quarterback name. That sounds fake. That's an EA Sports <laughs> Bailey Zappi. name. Bailey Zappi. That's when you're 10 years into your creative franchise and yeah. they're starting to pump out the... Yeah, that's yeah. what that Bailey is. Zappi. That's yeah. not a real Western person. Kentucky zone. Yeah, okay. uh, you know, like, the lines, they're also beat up, though. They got, you know, we don't know if they'll have DeAndre Swift back. I'm all around St. Brown. D- uh, DJ Shark, we don't know if he's going to go. But I do. I agree with Maddie though. I just don't like the Patriots offense. I just don't think they can score. And I think with Jared Goff, TJ Hawkinson, they can do enough to get that three. I like the Lions plus three. Uh, you know, I don't know why I'm such a totals guy today. I'm taking this total to fly over the 45 and a half. All I right. think there's going to be tons of points. You just Detroit can't stop anybody. And Jared Goff has been absolutely on fire this good. season. I know Amon Ross St. Brown's mm-hmm. been banged up and he missed the last game. But all Jared Goff does is throw touchdowns yeah. with the Detroit Lions. And all the Detroit Lions defense does is get burned repeatedly <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> yeah. The over is 6-0 and in Detroit's last six games overall. And even the Patriots, uh, the over is 7-0 and in New England's last seven home games. The over has been flying over this total every time New England's involved. Every time Detroit's involved, I'm going to take the over of the 45 and a half in this Lions and Patriots game. I think it's going to be an it's going to be a shootout in Foxborough. That being said, it's probably going to be the final score: New England six, Detroit three. <laughs> but I am going to fly over the total 45 and a half because that's always super fun and super interesting. You know what else is super fun and super interesting? When two NFC North rivals meet in Minnesota, it's the Bears at the Vikings. Kirk Cousins. Justin Jefferson, Justin Fields, Vikings minus seven at home against the Bears. The total is 43 and a half. What do you like, Matty Rose? Do you know what I don't like? 
The Kirk, Vikings and the Bears? Kirk Cousins, <laughs> okay. Vikings, the Bears, all of this. Okay. I am going to go with the Vikings in this one. Um, my biggest thing here is really I don't trust Justin Fields and company. Uh, David Montgomery has been limited in practice for a lot of this week, and this is a team that does not pass the ball a lot. They really focus on their run game. 27th in pass attempts going into this contest, only averaging 16.75 pass attempts per game. So I do like the offense for Minnesota. I know it's been not great with Kirk and Thielen and Cook and Justin Jefferson. I think there's a lot of disappointed individuals who maybe got a piece of this offense in fantasy, but I still like them more than I like the Bears. Um, Despite them being in a divisional contest, I'm going to take the Vikings minus seven points. All right. What do you like, Producer Patrick? Uh, This is where I like the total to go under. That's at the 43 and a half. Chicago's run defense has been pretty good. They can stop the run all right. Uh, they can get to the quarterback. Kirk Cousins has been pressured a ton this year, and if you get him off the off the rocker a bit, he can throw some wild balls that just go over people's heads. Uh, Vikings haven't looked their greatest since probably the first half of Week One. They scored no points in the second half against Green Bay, maybe six points. You, you know, get blown out by the Eagles, come back against the Lions, and then get double doink to get you know almost avoid mm-hmm. overtime against the New Orleans Saints last week. Uh, something's not right there. You're waiting for that Kevin O'Connell offense to to get Justin Jefferson and Cousins going. Uh, the Vikings might win the game. Bears could probably cover that, but I just I like the under on that. The Bears okay. and Vikings play close at home. I am leaning the Vikings minus seven yeah. points, and here's why. If there's one thing Kirk Cousins does great is hide in the shadow of the 1 p.m. window. It's not Fair. a primetime game. 11 a.m. window. It's not a 425 game on Fox. 11 a.m. window. Game. Well, yeah, you're right. Yeah, okay. The, the 11 a.m. window, <laughs> Kirk Cousins loves. Whatever window it is, it's an early game, and Kirk Cousins is not in primetime. That's when that guy shines. Yeah. That's when Kirk Cousins starts to carve up offenses. When a lot of the country, a lot of the world, a lot of the planet, the universe isn't watching. I'll take the Minnesota Vikings minus seven. Uh, Bears 0-4 against the number in their last four games against the team with the winning record. And even head-to-head, Bears just one and four against the number in their last five meetings with those Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I like the Vikings here. I just don't know how the Bears are going to score some points. I think it's going to be difficult for them. Even though the Vikings defense hasn't looked that great, I will take my man Kirk Cousins in that 11 (laughs) a.m. window, which is my favorite. You're going to love it. I do love it. it. I do love watching games, especially with this London game starting at 730. That's insane. That's so cool that games start that early. I'm going to take the Minnesota Vikings minus seven. This was interesting. Cooper Rush, undefeated Cooper Rush, 4-0 in his career, and his Dallas Cowboys on the road to face the Rams in Los Angeles at SoFi. Rams minus five and a half, the total 43 and a half. Matty Rose, where are you going? Something that you said last week really rang true. And you, at the time, probably, I was like, whatever. I probably said something. <laughs> it's lots of stuff. Everything that you say rings okay. so true. But when you were like, well, Whitworth is gone, and this offensive line for the Rams is is not what it used to be. And that rang true for sure uh, in the last game when they fell to the 49ers. And now you have to deal with Micah Parsons and that front for the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually going to take the points here. I'm going to go Cowboys plus five and a half yeah. uh, because I just think that they've won three straight. They've gone three straight against the spread. They've won three in that sense. And I don't love what the Rams are doing. It feels like it's a limited offense. It's Cooper Cup and then a bunch of guys that they, they kind can't of run the ball. Look at his afterthoughts. So I'm taking the Cowboys yeah. plus five and a half. 
Yeah, I, I hate to you know agree. You don't want to disagree, but it's, it is like a Cowboys plus five and a half. Cooper Rush, oh boy, undefeated as a starter. I, I also look like Rams on a short week. They're playing a similar style defense to what the Niners bring oh boy. off the ends there with with Micah Parsons. Also, SoFi Stadium, it'll be practically a Cowboys home game. Like yeah. it, it's it's like yeah, LA. Does, I, it's, it's short week for the Rams. It's I just don't like what's going on with LA yeah. right now. Matt Stafford, his elbows. Not trusting right now. I and it's like it's cup and everything else. Their defense is not good. Dallas can just do enough. I think George is going to disagree like, with us. No, no. I'm five and a half. I'm shaking my head because I'm going to take the Cowboys plus five and a oh. half points. So we're all on the Cowboys plus five and a half. Well, the Rams and I think that's a out. recipe for disaster. So if you're listening, please go throw some heavy cheddar down on the Los Angeles Rams. That's probably going to be your best bet. Yeah, Cowboys five and zero against the number in their last five road games. They've been on fire. And you're right. Matthew Stafford doesn't look the same. That elbow's bothering him. When you miss an all-pro Andrew Wentworth, when mm-hmm. he retires in your left tackle, that offensive line doesn't look as good. The defense has looked a little shaky. Yeah. They are missing Von Miller to put pressure on the quarterback. I know Aaron Donald's the all-world uh, defensive tackle, but they're not getting to the quarterback like they did. Jalen Ramsey's been getting burned a little bit too mm-hmm. much lately. I don't like what's going on in the Rams. The run game doesn't look the same. Yeah. That's Everything Sean McVay wants to do is based on the power run game. It mm-hmm. ain't working right now. Give me the Cowboys. Minus one and a uh, five and a uh, plus five and a half. Let's get to one more game before we go. Uh, it's a good one in Baltimore. Bengals at Ravens. Baltimore minus three and a half. Maddie total 48 and a half. Easy peasy. Ride with my boys. Hootay plus three and a <laughs> half. Bengals plus three and a half. All heart. No facts. No stats. No stat sheets open. Okay. Ride or die, Bengals plus three and a half. What do you like, Patrick Dumont? Uh, you know, if that total's 48 and a half, these teams can't play defense, but they got really good <laughs> electric offenses. I like the total to go over. I like the total to go over the 48 and a half. Ravens, you know, 90% of that offense is coming out of Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Uh, you know, Joe Burrow, I think it's we're in for you know the Ravens also, I believe, have lost five in a row at home for the first time ever. Which is which is insane. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna take the Ravens myself. Um, plus the points here, the three and a half against Baltimore. That defense is atrocious. It's dead last in the NFL. Give me Joe Burrow. Give me Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. Give me Tyler Boyd. Give me everyone. Give me T Higgins. Give me Joe Mixon. I will t- get them getting the points. And the road team is five and two against the number in the last seven meetings. Yeah, I know Lamar Jackson's having an MVP type season so far, mm-hmm. but they cannot stop anybody. Nope. That's it. Six pack of picks. Boom. Um, who do you got? Who's who's riding you here, Matty? I got Broncos minus three and a half, Packers minus seven and a half, Lions plus three, Vikings minus seven, Cowboys plus five and a half, and Hootay Bengals plus three and a half. And who is riding with you on the text line? We got, oh, we got a lot of boys. We got Matt McQueen. We got Brett. Well, you got to pick one. We got Keith. Uh, I'm going to go with my boy Keith because he threw an emoji in here. <laughs> okay. Uh, Keith so from Rocky Keith Ridge. Keith from Rocky Ridge. All right. That's you got Matty. That's your horse. I don't have the text line up, so I don't know if anybody's riding. There's one guy. One Matthew guy. Howard. Shout out Red Deer. Nice. Okay. All right. I got Broncos and Colts to go under the, the 42 and a half. Packers to cover that seven and a half. Lions plus three against the Patriots. Uh, I like the under on the 43 and a half between the Vikings and the Bears. Uh, Cowboys plus five and a half. And the over in the Bengals and the Ravens at 45. And yeah, a half. I got um, uh, Colts and Broncos under. Giants and Packers under. Uh, Lions and Patriots over. Uh, Minnesota minus seven, Dallas plus five and a half, Cincy plus three and a half. And uh, Brendan from Cochrane is riding with Georgie here to potentially win this beautiful Glenn Halen adjusting his cup hockey card, which we will mail to you at our own expense. We will mail that to you. 
Forget you, promotions department. We will do this on our own. All right, we got to run. Get your credit card out, Brody. (laughs) NFL Big Bets brought to you by Sports Select. Sports Select has more sports leagues. And for a limited time, better odds and over-under in point spread. Build your ticket at sportsselect.com. Joe Siddle, Ross Tucker, straight ahead in the 8 o'clock hour. It's the big show. Russick Rose, Patrick Dumas, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.